0: Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. My name is Dr. Monique Smith-Gadson, a Christ follower, licensed professional counselor, specializing in the integration of the Christian faith in counseling and in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast, where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for the individuals and churches. We help the many members of the body, as well as the body as a whole, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Hello, everyone. So glad to have you join us for the conversation on today. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast and to those who subscribe and share. Thank you for your ongoing support and encouragement. Please continue to write your reviews and give us five-star ratings. And um, that encourages us as we are as best as we can, continuing to do the work that the Lord has given us to do here with the podcast. If you are interested in receiving our bulletin, go to our website at drmonitsmithgatson.com. That link should be in the show notes and go to the website and sign up for our bulletin as we will just try to keep you abreast of the things that we are doing and to also provide mental health um, and emotional health tips. You, um, if you are so inclined to bless our work financially, we have a cash app and we also have the ability to receive those love offerings at PayPal. Um, So at PayPal and at Cash App, it is at In The Church Said. So thank you so much for prayerfully considering to give a love offering to the work here at the podcast. So today, we're going to do a midweek service segment, and it is simply entitled Gratitude. Here we are, Thanksgiving 2020. What a year this has been. Highs and lows, ups and downs, gains and losses, and losses, and losses, and more losses. For many, this day will look vastly different than it has in years gone by. Maybe for some, there is no difference. However, due to the ongoing threat and imminent danger of this pandemic, many are not able to gather as they have in previous times out of an abundance of caution for others and for themselves. Even for some who would attempt to gather, or for those who are gathering, there might be an obvious void of one or even more family members and loved ones that were among us that have succumbed to not only COVID, but also other causes throughout this year. There is a loneliness and a panic and a deep darkness and sadness that hovers over this holiday not only due to the pandemic, although the pandemic has added some layers that can solely be attributed to it, there are financial straits, inability to be among others for support. This is fueling an already existing um, emotional and mental state of distress and the disorders that some are experiencing. And on this day of Thanksgiving, 2020, how do we manage to still be grateful? There are some that truly feel there is nothing for which to be grateful due to so much heartache and pain and loss and grief and uncertainty. Well, i come to offer a word about gratitude. Just attempting to see if we can facilitate a renewed mind around gratitude We know the scripture talks about if we can renew our mind, we will be transformed. So let's consider gratitude as a lifestyle. And we also are going to consider gratitude as a discipline. Kenneth Boa discusses how to cultivate a heart of gratitude in his book, Conformed to His Image. I'll extract some of his points as we begin discussing cultivating a heart of gratitude. Now, I love that word cultivate because one definition of cultivate is to apply one's self to improving or developing as in one's minds or manners. It's a process. It takes time. It is intentional. So Boa is giving us three points to consider to remember God's deliverance in the past to remember God's benefits in the present, and to remember God's pr- promises in the future. So Boaz says the following about the past. Our calendar allocates one day to give thanks to God for his many benefits, and even that day is more consumed with gorging than gratitude. Ancient Israel's calendar includes several annual festivals, to remind the people of God's acts of deliverance and provision so that so that they would renew their sense of gratitude and reliance upon the Lord. In spite of all of this, they forgot the prophet Hosea captured the essence of this decline into ingratitude. As they had their pasture, they became satisfied and being satisfied. Their heart became proud, therefore they forgot me. Hosea 13:6. Boa continues when continues when we are doing well, we tend to think that our prosperity was self-made. This delusion leads us into the folly of pride, and pride makes us forget God and prompts us to rely on ourselves in place of our Creator. This forgetfulness always leads to ingratitude. Our propensity to forget is a mark of our fallenness. Because of this, we should view remembering and gratitude as a discipline, a daily and intentional act, a conscious choice. It is limited to spontaneous, if it is limited to spontaneous moments of emotional gratitude, it will gradually erode and we will forget all that God has done for us and take his grace for granted. Boa goes on to say about our present benefits even as believers in Christ, it is natural to overlook the truth that all that we had and are our health, our intelligence, our abilities, our lives are gifts from the hand of God, and and not our own creation. We understand this, but few of us actively acknowledge our utter reliance upon the Lord throughout the course of the week. We rarely review the many benefits that we enjoy in the present, and so we forget. Boa continues, We tend toward two extremes when we forget to remember God's benefits in our lives. The first extreme is presumption. When things are going our way, we may forget God or acknowledge him in a shallow or mechanical manner. The other extreme is resentment and bitterness due to difficult circumstances. When we suffer setbacks or losses, we wonder why we are not doing as well as others and develop a mindset of murmuring and complaining. We may attribute it to bad luck or misfortune or not getting the breaks, but it boils down to dissatisfaction with God's provision and care. This lack of contentment and gratitude stems in part from our efforts to control the content of our lives in spite of what Christ may or may not desire for us to have. It also stems from our tendency to focus on what we do not possess rather than all the wonderful things we have already received. To give thanks is to remember the spiritual and material blessings we have received and to be content with what our loving Lord provides, even when it does not correspond to what we had in mind. Gratitude is a choice, not merely a feeling, and it requires effort especially in difficult times. But the more we choose to live in the discipline of conscious thanksgiving, the more natural it becomes. And the more our eyes are opened to the little things throughout the course of the day that we previously overlooked. And finally, Boa discusses the promise of the future by stating, If we are not grateful for God's deliverance in the past and his benefits in the present, we will not be grateful for his promises for the future. Scripture exhorts us to lay hold of our hope in Christ and to renew it frequently so that we will maintain God's perspective on our present journey. Boa concludes by saying, make it a daily exercise either at the beginning or the end of the day, to review God's benefits in your past, present, and future. Well, I tend to agree with the majority of what Boa stated. So I'll say in addition to some of those pointers that I extracted from his thought, these are the things that I will add. Give yourself space to lament and to grieve. And to name one by one all of your hurts and your pains, your sadnesses and your depressions, your anger and your frustrations. Oh, yeah. And even those feelings of hopelessness. Because guess what? Even if others do not have the capacity to hold that space for you and come alongside you as you ponder aloud, God is big enough to handle all of our feelings. And As I have pointed out time and time again, he allows us the room to do so. Sometimes it's not a matter of complaining. Sometimes it's not a matter of murmuring. Sometimes it's a matter of the need to express the heaviness of our hearts. Now, after you have allowed yourself that room and that permission to lament, Then, as Boa instructed, let's remember the things that God has done. Now, this, I would think, should not be too laborious for us, especially after we have had the space to process the emotions, to express the things that have caused our hearts to be heavy. So write down or speak aloud, even in a prayer of gratitude, what comes to mind. Name three to five things you can remember from what God has delivered you out of. Next, I would say, consider the present benefits. Again, this should not be too difficult since we are not overlooking your feelings. But now that we have created space for that, let's zoom in closer and consider our present benefits. Let's consider, are we in a place of self-righteousness? Do we really expect to just get what we want? Are we spiritually immature? Because like, are we pouting because we don't get our way? Like our plans are interrupted. Do not hear that as though you are not to have appropriate feelings for difficult circumstances, because that's not what I'm referring to. I am just saying, focus on present benefits and name them, just as you were allowed to do so in your space of lament. And finally, I would say, turn to the word of God to remind ourselves of his promises. You know, his scriptures are so full of promises to God, from God to us. You know, those like he will never leave us and forsake us and that he works all things together for good, that our need will be supplied. Get into the word of God lay hold to the promises of God, speak those promises aloud, remind yourself of what is yet to come. Because although this is an unusual year and day for many, it is yet another day and another year to exercise gratitude to engage in the discipline of gratitude, to cultivate a heart and a lifestyle of gratitude. We won't engage in spiritual bypass. No, we won't do that. We won't won't engage in solely spiritualizing our circumstances because we're human. He sent his son in the flesh to be Emmanuel, he who was fully acquainted with grief fully acquainted with grief. So we can acquaint ourselves with our grief and we can exercise gratitude. We can do both because as full, fully human, um, we should be able to do that. God sent his son, Jesus in, Full humanity, right? He was Emmanuel. He is with us. Again, acquainted with grief. One of my favorite quotes um, ever written is by Dr. David Benner that says the truly spiritual life, the truly spiritual life. is not an escape from reality, but it is a total commitment to it. So on this day, Thanksgiving Day 2020, although most, some of our hearts may be heavy and some of us are alone and anxious and depressed, some of us may be still reeling from the losses that 2020 has offered and compounded on so many levels. I get that it might be hard to say for what you are thankful, but I want to admonish you to to remember gratitude is not an emotion. So it is a discipline. It is a lifestyle. It allows for room To lament, to express the things for which our hearts are wretched and grieved and heavy over. And then it invites us to a space to be able to remember what God has done for us in the past, those previous deliverances these current benefits and those glorious promises. So gratitude, this is not just a day, it is a discipline. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the spirit says to the churches After you have heard my call, cultivate a heart and a lifestyle of gratitude. To be mindful that gratitude is not just today. It's not just a gathering with family members. It's not just a big meal around a table. But gratitude is a discipline. What will be your response in the church setting?